All right, welcome back to another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Pin High Media. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about, you know, the, the, the week we had in, in London over in the, uh, in the Live tournament. Honestly, kind of underwhelming to me, but we can get into that. Uh, we can talk about Rory's win over at the RBC Canadian Open uh, and, you know, kind of some of the shade that he threw at the Live Tour, uh, including some, some talk about Greg Norman. And then, of course, it's U.S. Open week, so we're going to talk mainly about that because the PGA Tour reigns supreme. Let's get into it. This is Jordan Spieth here, and this is the Dan Hyde Podcast. All right, let's get inside the ropes. Let's just briefly talk about Live Golf. Honestly, don't really want to even give it the the full attention of the podcast because, truth be told, I <clears throat> I tuned in on Thursday, and I was bored within thirty minutes. Yeah, I mean, there's just not much to it. Like they're playing for money and really nothing else at the moment. So like, there's no pedigree behind it, and like, it's not like they're playing for FedEx up cup points doesn't really make a difference for the official world golf ranking right now. Like it, they're just not playing for anything, which is, I mean, I like the shotgun start on Thursday and Friday. Like I could see the PGA tour playing around with that, maybe doing a shotgun start on, on a Thursday or a Friday. But like, other than that, not weekends, but not uh, weekends, Thursday. definitely not weekends. Thursday could be interesting. Yeah. Cause like who actually it's all on the course at the same time. I mean, you, you, what you do have is there's twice or maybe three times as many players in a PGA tour tournament. So you can't quite do a shotgun start. You would have to do like two separate shotgun starts. I like the concept of like being able to tune in at, at 9am and it's done at three, you know, every day. Yeah. Uh, maybe not for a Sunday. Cause that just kind of ruins the whole aspect of no, a, not Sunday. For a Sunday, but like there's some interesting things going on there. I, the crowd felt pretty dead <laughs> like yeah. there nobody was really like into it so I, I don't know and it was also interesting to see no commercials so i had to fill fill that excess time with something i mean the shotgun star helped with that a little bit because there was always action going on but they had to fill the time with like these promos and stuff so i mean it, it wasn't the worst but it, it's not something that's super interesting because they just don't have the firepower right now yeah, and I, I think that there will be some learnings that the live live series takes as well from from this week. You know, maybe that they maybe they don't do a shotgun start on Saturday or you know whatever. But overall, it's just like kind of an underwhelming pro, uh, product, and you quickly realize that like the level of golf is just nowhere near the tour. And granted, there are more guys going over to the to the tour which is mm -hmm. you know storyline in and of itself there are guys that are already committed there are guys where it's like like you know brooks kepler or you don't really know if they are or not but not a good work first week in my opinion if as, as, a, as a golf fan who honestly was pretty intrigued right all of a sudden was not at all yeah, I mean, if you compare the PGA Tour Sunday to the the Live Golf Saturday, the PGA Tour Sunday was way more exciting. I mean, you, I mean, you had Rory and and JT kind of doing it out there at the end, and those like two of your 
marquee players, but if you had Rory and JT doing it out in the live golf on a Saturday, I don't know if it would have been, it still probably wouldn't have been that interesting. They're just like not playing for anything. Yeah. Saw the crowd on Sunday at the the RBC Canadian. It was crazy. Yeah. They brought it. Fairway. You knew the Canadian fans were going to bring it. And, you know, it was just a matter of whether uh, the live tour event was going to overshadow the PGA tour event. And, I mean, it kind of did during the, the the week leading up just because right. of you know, that those storylines are like more interesting in a week leading up. But like once the actual golf was being played, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the one other thing I'll say about it, handicapping it, not terribly, terribly hard. You picked the winner the first week. I did. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I was I, lo- I looked at Charles Schwartzel. I was like, this guy's been playing well recently. 30 to one. I don't think DJ is going to win just because like it seems too obvious. Also, he's plus 500. Yeah. 31 win. I mean, I, wish and, I, I mean, listen, I, wish my I, guy, actually, I wish I actually bet it. My guy, Sam Horsfield finished solo fifth. So it's not like we were like way off yeah. here. Um, so I mean, the one thing, the one thing I will like, say will be our thing, like we'll just like throw it in at the end of the episode. Like, yeah. Like, Hey, let's see how that forward. goes. Um, I will say Andy Ogletree showed up, shot 82, 77, 75, makes 125 grand. Not bad. And that's I, that's the appeal of the Live Golf Tour to the golfer, like the normal he, golfers. So I don't even understand how it works. Is he getting there's other guys coming to the tour? Is he just gonna like not be able to play? Because yeah, I don't know who's gonna again? decide that. I'm, I guess no, no, it's no. probably Wait, the captains probably just have a pool of people to, to pick from, and they I guess pick him because who the f- who would pick him? I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, I don't know how it's gonna work. Is is it gonna be up to the captains? Is it gonna be like a political thing? Is it gonna be like Greg Norman says, don't pick so and so? Because you know what, draw. I think I've kind of developed my take here. I think that the only thing that will keep me interested in the live uh, series is just like throwing down a pick on the podcast and just like not even really watching it, just seeing like, you know, seeing what happens. But like, you know, what's the fun? I mean, didn't they have three South Africans finish like one, two, three in this tournament? So three of the four, the team, they were teams of four. Three of the four players from the one team, the Stingers, I think. Yeah. Finished in the top top three. And Louie was 12. So they ran it wasn't even like close in terms of the team aspect. I thought the team aspect would be fun. They were 20 under, and the next highest was six under. So that wasn't even close. No. So um, we'll have to see how this plays out. But was a lot of shade being thrown at the Live Tour out in Canada this week. I don't know if you saw they had uh, Jay Monahan on the broadcast, and he wouldn't say anything. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think he wanted to like give the the full attention to like you know to them over the you know the Canadian Open. But I don't know. I just it, it, the whole the whole thing. I, my whole opinion on it has been kind of changed by the first week because just I've been able to see some more perspectives off of people like making good points on Twitter. And it's just, it does, it doesn't do it for me, you know, seeing somebody go out there and compete for 
Because who I, I, I saw this today. It was like, who actually cares about the purse? Like when you're watching a golf tournament. No, I don't. That's that. That was the only thing that intrigued me. Was just being like, oh wow, these guys are gonna make so much money. It's gonna be fun to watch. It's like, no, I don't. I don't actually care what people are making. Yeah, there's just no intensity at the tournament. Not a lot of intensity going on in in the tournament. Now, I will say the PGA Tour just like shifting over to that for a second. Probably couldn't have had a better week in terms of how the tournament played out this week. And I literally don't think you could have. Yeah, like probably couldn't have scripted it any better. Which honestly, PGA Tour Netflix show is gonna be sick. Um, apparently, they had the cameras at the Live Tour event too. So, yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, Rory and JT just like going at it down the wire. Couldn't have been any better. I'd like to pledge my official allegiance to the PGA Tour. I will no longer sell out for the Live Tour. Uh, everybody has a Plus, price. They give me a lot of money, which <laughs> everybody has a price. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and JT Finau, Rory coming down to the wire in Canada. Crowd was crazy. Like, just crowd was super into it. They totally brought it. Um, yeah, couldn't have been any better. You had your poster child pretty much win the tournament. And then he came out and said, um, first thing he said. Yeah, first thing he said, right? I have 21 wins now, one more than someone else. Yep. I um, honestly I didn't get Greg that Norman. to be honest right away. I was just kind of like that completely slipped my mind and I was talking to my dad. I was watching with my dad. I was like, "Oh, I guess he didn't say anything about he didn't really bash the live tour at all." Yeah, I was on the Twitter handle this week. I said before Rory even hold out the last putt, I said, "Oh, he's gonna totally throw shade at the Live Tour." And then yeah, no, and I saw did. that. It was a, thought, it was a this league moment, you know. Yeah, and then I thought he didn't, and I was kind of disappointed, but also I was like, "Ah, eh, good for him, I guess." But then, yeah, obviously he, he he did indeed throw a little jab at Greg Norman, which is and yeah, I mean, awesome. listen, we had Justin Rose on fifty nine watch, um, kind of agony the way he shot sixty. He like. Was kind of on the first cut on 18, had a shot in and just like got a flyer. <laughs> yeah. Hit a flyer, went over the green. Uh, I think he ended up having the chip on, like wasn't really close and like left the putt, like just to the left. But um, yeah, even the fact that the course got destroyed, because listen, Rory was eight under for the day. Um, There's a bunch of six unders for the day. Obviously, Justin Rose, 10 under, Corey Connors, eight under, like, they destroyed the golf course, but it was still interesting. Like sometimes when they destroy the golf course, I'm I'm not much, like not too interested in it. But but when the you know, RBC Canadian Open, who they are, it, yeah, they brought it. it. It means that like you know, they tore up the golf course, but the right guys tore up the golf course, which means it still was a good test of actual skill instead of you know yeah. having David Lipsky, Brant Snedeker, Rory Sabatini. Sorry for all these ricochet shots being like one, two, three. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, uh, Tony Finau, I think, shot 64 in the final round mm-hmm. and didn't win. And they're like, wow, that that's brutal. Like if you, you went out and you did your thing and you still didn't win, like tough. Dude, me and uh, me and my friend Jackson had uh, had just like the funniest uh, lineup this weekend. Let me pull pull it up. I, I, I can't find it, but we had Rory, Patrick Rogers, and blanking on the other one, someone in the top five. 
And those three were awesome. And then we had someone else make the cut that, that was also like T20, which, you know, would be awesome. But then our, like we had two guys miss the cut on the number. And yeah. if it wasn't for that, we would have had like such a good week. And the, the cut line probably probably was, it was like plus, pretty high. Yeah. Plus one made it. Yeah. They they missed it and shot two over. And they were both like at like one understart of the day. It was like David Lipsky and uh Roy Sabatini. Yeah, I mean I will say one thing, I just going back shot. to live going back to live tour, I guess one other thing that I'm interested in is just the golf courses because Centennial is a pretty quality golf course. I mean, they're going to be playing good golf courses, but other than that, like you don't have like the drama down the stretch that you do. Like even if it Charles Schwartz only one by one, like it just didn't feel like it was never in doubt. So maybe, yeah. maybe if, it, if there's a closer tournament one day on a Saturday, it might be a little more interesting, but who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but this week's going to be awesome. Speaking of, you know, good courses. Yeah. We're going to be at the country club in Brooklyn and say what you will. We're, we're New York guys. We don't like Boston sports teams. Boston's a pretty cool place. Yeah. And I mean, right where I went to college, Brooklyn, I used to play the course that mirrors uh, the country yeah. club, which is and funny because like, the court, the course that mirrors country, the country club is like a, like a muni, like it's so bad, but, really? but it's Isn't like, that right next to though. No, a different course, but it's right next to uh, it's right next to the country club, which is so funny that they just like a muni is right next to it. Yeah, what are, what were we gonna uh, go into first? Did we want to go into the course preview? And yeah, let's, let's just get into skins. Yeah. Okay, so let's get in. Let's get into skins. Okay. Yeah. So we'll start with the course, the country club. Um, you know what is it? The old, the oldest country club in the world. Is that what it's what it is? The original country club? Is that? I know it started right? out being a six-hole course. Um, it's one of the oldest country clubs in the uh, in the U.S. Uh, the 1913 U.S. Open was there, um, wow. and it, it has like 1,300 members, but it's pretty exclusive. Like it's hard to hard to get in there. Uh, I think founded in 1882. So that's a long time ago. Mm. Uh, Trevor's played the country club actually, uh, which yeah. sucks that he's not here, but he has played the country club. So Good that's an interesting little fact. Um, yeah. I mean, getting into the actual course this, these days, uh, it's 7264 and it's a par 70. So it's not a super long us open course. Like usually when you think us open, you're thinking close to 8,000 yards, par 72, like, really long course, but kind of similar to Pebble a couple years ago, like not a super long golf course um, for, for us open standards, but there is like a lot of runoffs and undulations and there's penalty areas everywhere. There's a lot of trouble at the country club. And and then obviously the rough's going to be high as, as standard with the us open uh, just some, yeah, some other events that have been played here, 1988 us open, uh, 1999 Ryder cup and the 2013 us am, which was won by Matt Fitzpatrick. So he's in the field this week. Maybe I got to look out for uh, so hot right now. I know. And he like hits the ball pretty long. These now, like he did something and like, yeah. he's not it's short like, anymore. Is he top, what dare I say? Top 10 in driving distance. Um, or maybe he's top 10 in strokes gained off the tee. Maybe I'm just, that's maybe more like it. Let's, let's look it up. Um, 
Because I remember being shocked at that recently. It's like, well, with a guy who's as good around the greens as that, it's like when you pair that with with good off yeah, the tee. Yeah, top and- 10th in strokes gain off the tee. He's still 108 in driving distance, but I think like the last couple of tournaments, he's been like churning it on in terms of driving distance. But right. um, that all comes to 10th strokes gain off the tee. So, I mean, the guy's pretty good and the cross-handed chipping has worked out very well for him. So... Stroke, uh, 18th stroke scan around the green, which is going to be important this week because, you know, this is the greens are part, pretty tough to hit this week. Uh, I think you were saying earlier they play the same greens as they are at uh, Shinnecock and Wingfoot and like same grass Beth Page as well. Uh, Beth Page. So, like, and there's a lot of just Ola, 25% bent grass. Um, yeah. So, like, it's going to be tough to hit the greens. And when that's the case, like, your, your stroke scan around the green is going to have to be pretty sharp just to you know, scramble, get up and down. Uh, and the, the so on the shorter holes, the greens are, you know, really small. But then I think, you know, I, I've from what I've kind of gathered on the longer holes, they're way bigger, but, you know, they will be on undulated. So it's like if you, you know, if you have an 80 foot putt for par for, or for birdie, you know, that that two putt is anything but. Yes. Uh, given to you. So that's for sure. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting golf course. Uh, I, I you know, one that's definitely going to be a good host to the U S open. I'm surprised they haven't played there in a while, but, but, uh, you know, whenever you go out in Boston, it's, it's pretty nice. So, uh, the guys like this course too. So should be, should be fun. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and I think, a, I think, you know, just, the, just the course being a little bit shorter, like it doesn't exclude players from winning like you know a couple of years ago when the course is super long like tory pines is pretty long right like you're like okay kevin like kisner kevin can't yeah. kevin kisner can't win this event <laughs> another like, sorry. Shot. Another sorry, sorry kevin but he but he's even said it he's like yeah i'm not gonna yeah. win this week like i can't not long i enough, wonder what so. he thinks about this week i'm i mean I know he's he's been with the foreplay guys this week um you know, they did like a live show last night. I wonder, I wonder how he's feeling going into this week. I mean, if there's a week that a sh- like a US Open like venue that a shorter hitter has a chance, this might be the place. So, yeah. So, how do we want to do skins this week? I know we've been a little sporadic with our with our skins. Um, I, I have two winners. I have a top forty right now. I don't know if we want to like get together a top twenty and maybe a prop bet if we could find one. Sure. Let's, let's start with the winners. Let's go just back and forth. Don't go to, you'll go one. I'll yeah. Go one. So I'll start off with, with Trevor's first winner. Cause he did give us two winners. Um, and he said Matt Fitzpatrick. So he's won the USAM here. He's coming in red hot. I think he's 30 to one. I like the pick. He's 30 to one. That is correct. Yes. Honestly. Um, It'd be hard not to think about Sam Burns going into this week. I think he's got he's got the game right now. He's he's playing, he's finishing very well in every single tournament he plays. Um, and you know, you're not getting, you know, 10 to 1, 11 to 1 value on him like you are on Rory and in JT. Right. So I think that getting him at about 28 to 1 is just about as good a value as you're going to get. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, the only thing from, is also 28 to one, the only thing uh, from Sam Burns that like 
I'm going to stay away from him until he does this is that he just like isn't a good major player. Like he finished T20 at the PGA like a couple weeks, like a uh, last major. But before that, uh, cut T76, cut, withdraw, wasn't in the open, T29, T41, cut. Like he just doesn't have any top 10 finishes in majors, only that one top 20. So I just need to see it from him before I could go ahead and pick him. Right. I mean, he absolutely could win this week, but so who is uh who's your second one? Um well that was Trevor's. So this one's my first one. Oh. Um my first one's gonna be Shane Lowry, 35 to one. Um speaking of red hot, like this guy has been red hot as of late. Um bunch of top twenties, bunch of top tens, uh played pretty well last week. And he just kind of has that that grinded out game that that could win majors. Um, you know, he did well in the two other majors this year. So, uh, you know, I think he could go ahead and win one. I think I like him a little bit better for the Open, but I'm still going to pick him for for the U.S. Open. Right. Um, and I, I think it's crazy that you can get value like this on Jordan Spieth right now. He's 28 to 1 because he's been gaining more strokes, you know, uh, off the tee recently after like a pretty bad stretch there for a while, he's starting to putt and, you know, he's a wizard around the greens. He always has been, always will be no matter where his game is at. Um, so I want to say that's, that's gotta be my second pick. Um, but while, while I do say that you see Colin Morikawa at 30 to one and you see Will Zalatoris at 30 to one and you see those two and you're like, wow. Because I know Colin Morikawa has not been playing well. Yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead and say that Jordan Spieth was also my second pick, twenty-eight to one. I just I like the value there at twenty-eight yeah. to one for him. I mean, he's probably the popular pick this week. Um, besides, like Rory, who's a favorite. I think Jordan Spieth is on a lot of people's cards. Um, but you do bring a good point. Will Zalatoris in a major probably going to finish pretty well. I don't know if he's going to win it, but if the putter cooperates with him this week, like. Absolutely could win it. I could totally see Will Zalatoris' first one being a major. So um, that that's also a, a pretty good pick for the week. Um, yeah, I think- Trevor has one more pick, actually. Yeah. Uh, and he likes Xander Shoffley this week, which is also a, a somewhat popular pick I've been seeing. Uh, you know, Xander just can't really get across the finish line when it comes to the majors, but he's one yeah. of those guys that finish as well. I hope Will Zalatoris doesn't get that. Um, you know, doesn't get that put on him in a couple of years when he just keeps Xander, Xander hasn't five. been in a playoff at a major, so that's true. But like Xander, sixteen to one right now, um, one of Trevor's guys. He fits the course profile really well. It's just a matter of if he could get across the finish line and actually like win one of these majors. Yeah, because you see Xander at the lead, and you're like, oh, he's probably not going to win. Whereas you see like Scotty Scheffler at the lead, you're like, well, yeah, he's going to close it out on Sunday. So. What's Scheffler at? 14 to 1? Yes. People have gotten real quiet about Scotty Scheffler. I feel like John Rahm has been under the radar this week as well, even though he's 12 to 1. No, he's not playing well. Yeah, but like it's a major. The US Open always fits his game. Yeah, but he's just simply not playing well at all. I mean, he did he did come around to the memorial and and I mean John Rahm's not playing well. T ten. He finished in the top. He 48 at the PGA. He won the Mexico championship three weeks okay. ago. <laughs> Mexico. T27 at the Masters, T55. He's made all the cuts, T17. Like, I love how so we're saying he's not playing, playing well. well, 
but not like playing for his... well is not. Yeah, I meant kind of for him. Yeah, for his standard, not I playing well playing. for that value. Yeah, I agree, but like I'm just saying, like I haven't heard like, what anyone. What world say are you Rahm. comfortable betting John Rom at twelve to one right now? Not right now, but if you could, if it gets up to twenty or thirty, it never will. If he's oh, like within, during like tournament. during the tournament, well, I've oh, okay. like, if he's like within five strokes, and he I was gets like up John Rom is not 30. touching. I was like John Rom's not touching twenty to thirty, and for like. 10 years if john Rom, if john rom's lurking and yeah and you see him at at good value like there's no reason not to sure sprinkle on that but um he's just like he's just one of those guys um you know another name he i was, like this week tony fina what do you think about him he fit he played really well last week he's i think he's figured something out like he's been playing well the last couple of weeks where he didn't so, start the season off so hot but it's a double edged sword right there i think yeah do you think he'll win? No. Do you think he'll play well in terms of like, you know, drafting your pool or drafting your daily fantasy team? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I do actually think that. I think it's the profile as well as a, a US Open type of guy. But so here's what I want to ask you uh, if you have a sports book up in front of you. Yes. Is there anyone, let's call it 100 to 1? Or or more, that catches your eye. Um, yeah, I'm looking right now. Honestly, no, not really. <laughs> As I'm scrolling through it right now, that really catches my eye. I mean, the first thing is I always look at former major champions, so that would probably be, you know, Molinari will be in there, Gary Woodland will be in there. Um. Yeah, I mean that that's the first thing I look at. I mean, Sebastian Munoz has had a really good year. I think he's 130 to 1, but I just like for some reason in my mind I can't picture it uh, him winning a so, major. So. Matthew Neesmith. Don't look at him. Don't look at his odds. What do you think he's at? Um probably 300 to 1. It's 300 to 1. And Is that is that right? Wow. Well, I think that's about right. He is one of those guys where I could see, you know, you always have one of these guys up down here that right. finish finish in the top five and might have a chance. Like I know Mito Prayer is an awful example because he was probably, I think he was like 66 to one. But, you know, you have some, some surprises out there. Um, and, you know, Matthew Neesmith, can ball strike his way around a course occasionally. Yes, we've seen that before. So, I mean, he was in, I don't think he was in the, the Valspar playoff, actually. He choked on the 18th hole. I mean, but, I, do, I do see Webb Simpson at 110 to 1, and that's just like a guy that could grind it out. He's not yeah, super long. You know, though. the distance doesn't have to be super long, and it's another one that you think about, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then like Seamus Power and Davis Riley at 80 to 1, getting close to it. Not not mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that. Um, do we want to get into some like props, top 40s? I have a top 40. Sure. Um Min Wu Lee, 300 and or, sorry, plus 350. Top 40. Dude, he, he he hasn't he's played actually god awful. Yeah, but for some reason when he gets in this big stage, he always makes a cut. <laughs> and that's kind of what you ask for for a top 40, making a cut. 
I mean, the Masters was sick. He made the cut of the PGA Championship, did he not? Did he even play in the PGA Championship? I think so. I don't know. I just, I see it for some reason. I don't know why. Good ball striker. uh, Plus he's plus 350. So, yeah. Uh, To your point, uh, Sebastian Munoz has had a really good year, like you said, and he's plus 120. Yeah, I I was just looking for more value than that, but I do like that as well. But like some value on a top 40. Oh, Harris English is playing with the uh Mackenzie Hughes is really is really in good form right now. Yeah, coming off the, the RBC. Plus 200 if you're looking for like plus 200 or more. Sam Horsfield. Um, how about a how about a top 20? Top 20. I see Cam Young plus 180. Guy's been playing well. He's a New York native playing in Boston, but sure. still. <laughs> playing in Boston. Um, the Northeast, Northeast golf. He's a Northeast golf guy. Um, what do you think about like Sepp Straka? Uh, Sepp Straka is interesting. I don't know. I like off the top of my head, I don't know how he's done in majors. Pause, but... pause, pause. Matthew Neesmith. Is like 301 and he's plus 700 to, to be top 20. Sam Horsfield, I feel like, is like has better odds than that and he's plus 900 to be top 20. Hmm. Interesting. What do you think about going back to Sep Straka for a second? Uh, T30 at the Masters, 78 at the PGA. Made the cut though, both times. Fair. So, you know. May just turns around and has a good weekend this time. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, there's, there's some guys with some value, but like a legitimate, like something that I would feel comfortable throwing, you know, some 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 good money on. I think I think Matthew Fitzpatrick top 20 plus 130 is like, you know, could be a hammer. Yeah, I, I like it. Um looking at looking ahead to some value. Yeah, looking ahead to some props. This one's interesting. Top former winner of the US Open. Where uh, do you see that? It's, or, it's in tournament props. Uh, Rory McIlroy leads the way away, plus 225. John Rom plus 250. Jordan Spieth plus 600. Tied with DJ. Kepka 10 to 1. <laughs> I mean, that's just an interesting little prop that's there. An interesting prop. Like if, you think, just... if you think Spieth is going to, it's more of like a matchup prop between the top four guys or top three guys, but. um. There's some decent yeah. value there. If you think Rory's going to have a down week off of a win, maybe you put speed in. Or if you think Brooks Kepka is going to show up because it's a major. I don't know. One. That's, that's a tough one. I, I I I don't know where the value is there. The value there is probably with Jordan's beef. Really yeah. Um, is there any? Do we want to throw together a top forty parlay, or this kind of just like annoying? Um. How about we do a top 40 parlay, but only like we've been picking like four or five each. Let's just do like two each. Okay. So it's six, six okay. way. Okay. Let me just pull up the app real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can start out with your top 40 and, you know, now that it's six legs, we should probably like, you know, think about value too much of a, of a, yeah, not too yeah. much. Yeah. Um yeah. Started off here. 
You can go first. You know, I'll take one of Trevor's picks first because he has it up and kind of Keegan Bradley minus one fifteen could grind out a top forty. I can see that. Okay. And then you know we said Sebastian Munoz, so I'm going to put Sebastian Munoz in it plus one twenty. Maybe different. Okay. And then I'll go. I mean, throw some value in there, I guess. It's tough. Yeah. I think I'm, I mean, I think I'm just going to go outside of the, of the top 40s and I think I'm just going to go to top 20 and I'll, I'll throw the Matthew Fitzpatrick in there at plus 100. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking at Trevor's. Scott. Tommy Fleetwood. That's minus one thirty-five. I guess that's okay to add to the the six-way. Sure, minus one thirty-five. Yeah. Um. Then what are you gonna go with? You know, if you go back into the top twenties, Shane Lowry. I really like this week. Okay. I think it's a and good. And then on that note, I think I'm just gonna throw in Will Zalatoris top twenty. What is the, uh, what are the odds come out to? He's minus one hundred five. So let me let me let me actually go with something else. You, I'll, I'll have I'll, you can consult me on this. What what, yes. what do we want the last like to be? Um, it's a good question. I feel like it's got to be a top twenty, right? Just because like there's not a lot of value in the top forties. They want to pick somebody like way out there. Yeah. Um, what I mean. What it, what is Zalatoris at? You said minus one hundred five. Minus one hundred five. What would that make the parlay like? That would make it um, fifty six to one. Not great. <laughs> huh? Tough to add. What about top ten? Is that not? I'd be down for a top ten. Um, because you could almost. Shuin Zalatoris top 10. He's probably like plus 300 or something. 90. Really? Yeah. It's not very good. Not good at all saying I see it at plus 330 over here. But Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, blame your boys for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> huh. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is a tough one to add to the last leg, but um I feel like we're locked in the Zalatoris. We might as well just make it a 56 to one and, and put them in there. Top 20. So yeah, it's five. It's 10 to win five sixty one. It's not bad. And let's, you know, one more time for the listeners. Let's run through it. It's Keegan Bradley, top 40. Sebastian Munoz, top 40. Tommy Fleetwood, top 40. And Matthew Fitzpatrick, Shane Lowry, and Will Zalatoris, top 20. I like it like it i like it um yeah anything anything else in terms of, of betting on the u.s open i'm just excited to like sit back and watch it father's day on sunday sick yeah that's the back. problem i mean my dad's like a golf guy but he's not like i don't think he's like a like a like sit a, back and watch it sit, on father's day down and watch it the whole spend his sunday watching yeah the u.s open guy so and he's like uh, let me go out outdoors and like work in the yard guy um just dad stuff. Yeah. But hopefully I can watch. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the Father's Day plans are yet, but 
I know they're yeah, not my dad already moved moved golf to Saturday because he's like we're gonna sit and watch the US Open on Sunday. Yeah. So priorities. I already know my plans don't revolve around watching watching golf on Sunday. So yeah. Um yeah. So I mean, anything, uh, premonitions. And, yeah, that's what I was about to and and and, and the week. Mm. You know, I already picked my winners, but like premonitions, it's Father's Day on Sunday. One of the one of the dads is gonna win. One of the new dads, maybe. Is Jordan Spieth a new dad? Yeah. Jordan fairly, Spieth, yeah. new dad, might win win the US Open on Father's Day. Rory's like not a new dad, but he's like a kind notable of. dad. Yeah. Just because like yeah. I feel like there's always stuff between him and his daughter. Same with John Rom. Like one of those guys is gonna win. Yeah. And it's just gonna be like the Father's Day story, and they're gonna like play it. Okay. I like that. Premonitions. Um, this week, the U.S. Open will not yield a winning score like below, however which way you want to put it. It's going to be ten under or better. Like they're gonna they're gonna go out there and score. Yeah, I mean, I I could see them scoring at a course like this. I don't know if they're gonna score that much. I I, I think saying, you'll see a bunch of guys under par because like sometimes you see the US Open and like everybody's like over par or like around even. Um you know, I'll put in a score. I'll say seven under wins it. Okay. I mean, I might as well. I mean, I gotta double down on my take. You gotta say like eleven or twelve, right? <laughs> I'm gonna say fifteen under wins it. Oh wow. And that's gonna make me sound so dumb when it's like five. Yeah, or plus two when wins. <laughs> but it's just hey, I mean, we're go- we're doing premonitions and hot takes. That's... Yeah, I I think I'm good at this. I usually nail the final score of of the majors for some reason. I don't know why. You got to start betting on it. You bet that. You could bet like over under like total score. I think. Got to find it, but I'm pretty sure that's something that you could bet. Yeah. Morning margin. I don't know. Anyway, that'll do it. Uh, this week for U.S. Open week, and then does does the tournament does the tour schedule kind of start to wind down or like what do we got? I feel like we had a pretty good stretch of tournaments there for a while. Yeah, no, we still I have mean, the open. We still have week. the open, which I'm like super excited about. I think we have have one of our favorites coming up after the U.S. Open. Uh, the the Travel Championship. Yeah, yeah, but then it goes John Deere, Barbasol. Yeah. Well, you got oh, the Sc- Scottish Barracuda. Open is the same week as the Barbasol, which but then is Barracuda. Well, well yeah, oh, that's the, the Open. The Open. So okay. it should go Travelers, John Deere, Scottish Open slash Barbasol, same week, and then the Open. A lot of guys playing the Scottish Open as the Open, like like to to warm and up. This, week, this year, that actually counts towards FedEx Cup points. So Correct, because like, it's now yeah. like a joint event. They're playing at the Renaissance Club, which is a pretty good. So. That'll be fun to watch. Um, but yeah, enjoy, enjoy, too. enjoy the majors while they last because all of a sudden, in a couple weeks, they'll be gone until April. So yeah, but then we got the FedEx Cup playoffs. So, <laughs> which, which come in, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen this year because of golf and, you know, but yeah. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah.